set boundaries for yourself, celebrate the wins. And like, mainly like trust your intuition. Like, you know, exactly, you know, so just trust that don't question it. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi, my friends. How are you? I've been amazing. I can't complain. It's been so good. Good. I'm so glad. So you said that you're kind of transitioning the retreats. What what's that look like for you? Um, yeah, so um a lot has happened since we last saw each other. Um I quit my full-time job oh, last that's so January funny. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought last year was going to look different than it actually did. You know, it never goes as planned. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so as the year kind of went on, um, I had my fall retreat scheduled. And about in August, I just kind of had this feeling like, I just had this feeling that I'm not going to be doing these anymore. I didn't know why. I just had this constant like pull away from it, I guess. And I didn't know what that looked like. And I wasn't like trying to find all the answers. I was just like in flow, like, okay, I'm going to host this event in September. And then whatever happens, happens. Um, and, um, so anyways, what's, what I'm doing now is, um, helping businesses, women, mostly women in business with branding and marketing and content creation, website design. And, um, it must be in alignment because once I finally stepped into that fully, I've been doing it off and on for a while, um, for friends and, you know, people. And I'm like, why am I not charging for this? (laughs) <laughs> like I'm giving them a serve. Why am I not charging them for this? And so, um, so anyways, as I started to step into that, I must be in alignment because I'm crazy busy. I've had to hire an assistant and it's just been amazing. Amazing. And I think that the retreat space was really good for me in the moment and the time that I did that. I've been doing those for seven years. That's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. And I grew so much through that. Like I healed myself through hosting these events. And um, I just think it's it's like another season. And I might do retreats, but they'll probably be business-based. Well, I love that. And I mean, I feel like you're probably um, so busy, like in that branding side, A, because you were doing it before, but not charging, which... So many of us do because we're like, hey, I mean, can I really charge for this? Am I good enough to charge for this? Right. Yeah. But then like you made those connections through that, but also through your retreats. I mean, I know a ton of the women that were at the retreats um, that I was at, like we were all like some of those women entrepreneurs and 
you know, all of that stuff. So you've kind of already made those connections through what you were doing before and just transitioned it into this. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) I love it. It all works out how it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, um, and then I met this lady in like September, the end of September, who she does business coaching. So what's happening is now she's feeding me all of her clients. So that, I mean, like, it's amazing. And it's just like those connections would have never happened if I wouldn't just like trust, listen, pause, breathe, accept, like all of the things, right? Yes. I love that. So, I mean, that that's a great thing to hit on. How have you like really worked through all of those transitions? Like, why did you decide to start the retreats? And then how did you know it was just like time to kind of move out of that space and into this new space? Yeah. So, um, you know, I started the retreats out of my own desperation of I've, I'd lost myself pretty much. And so as I was looking for something for myself and I wasn't finding that, um, I got this massive download. Like you have to create what you're looking for. Um, and it's really so hard sometimes to trust and really listen to those promptings that you get because you're like, is this just a crazy idea in my head that I'm thinking myself? Or is this really like from my higher self or, you know, it's really hard to trust that sometimes, but I think that if you keep getting promptings to do something or to step into something, that's not just you having this crazy idea. Like there's a purpose. There's a reason why you're being hit with like this lightning bolt. That, Cause that's what I, I explain it as it just kept, it wouldn't go away. Um, and so as I stepped into that and grew the retreat side of my business, And what a beautiful thing and what an amazing journey for myself to be on and to be able to meet some of the most amazing women that I would have never, ever met under any other circumstance. Um, And then, you know, six years later, seven years later, of almost kind of having the same, not necessarily the same experience, but more of a calmer not the lightning bolt, but like this calm feeling of like, there's something else out there. I don't know what it is, but there's something else that you're going to be doing. Just so I was already in that trusting process because I'd been through it before and I was, and I'm in a different space in my, for myself. So I was more, I think more calm about this, about it this time and more just allowing and just trusting that whoever was coming into my space was for a reason and the people that I was meeting for a reason. Um, so I don't know how to explain it. It's just trusting the whole process and being okay with it being a slow process. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I mean, for me, and I'm sure a ton of other women out there, it's kind of hard, um, not just to like trust the process and moving into something new, but also letting go of something that you spent so long, like building up. And especially when you had just kind of transitioned into like, this is your full-time gig. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're 
transitioning from full-time work and doing this on the side to doing that full-time and then oh wait maybe I'm not going to be doing that all the time too so how is it to let go of something that you've built so long built up so much too can you talk a little bit about that um yeah because really um for my situation I guess it's because um most of the connections that I've made, like you said, in BU Women's Retreats are women entrepreneurs. So I'm letting a part of that business go, but growing it on the other side, which is helping empower women to know that, okay, if you have this crazy wild idea to start something, start somewhere, just start and and do it for yourself because you'll learn so much about yourself through the process. Um, and so the actual part of like letting go was easy for me um, because I think it was such a process, right? Like I started having these ideas or these downloads, like I'm not going to be doing this type of work anymore. It's going to morph into something else. Um, it's not sad to me. I don't know. And I guess it's just because I'm in a different place, but I know that my crowd of people and my following is just going to follow me over here while I while I help them or um, support them in becoming a better business owner. So it's 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 kind of a flow between the two because they both kind of intertwine, right? Self improvement, being um, empowered by people's stories, by um, by what we've already been through. Um, it just kind of intertwines into the business side of it too. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think it's really important that you hit on like how they intertwine because I feel like so many people, it's like, oh, I failed if I'm not doing the exact thing that I, you know, initially set out to do. But really like you learned so much and you grew so much in that space and you created all of these connections and everything that it allowed you to just transition so there was no quote unquote failure there it was just transition into something that was more in alignment with who you are now and where you're at so I think that's so cool yeah yeah exactly well and I feel like maybe you are so like just calm and into that because you have done such a good job over the years in your retreats, like having really good speakers and women there that like, you know, helped develop that in you throughout you, you know, doing that for other women too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like it's all a growing process and we level up every, every step of the way that we go, we're leveling up ourselves. Well, hopefully most of us are right. I mean, you're going to fall back a couple of steps, but always pushing to do better and to to reach people or whatever it is that you're trying to do right i think that it was just like retreats it was just like a stepping stone for me i had to learn and go through that whole learning curve because trust me it was not easy it is not easy to host events for women it's not easy to put together um to create a space for women where you're trying to empower them and to attract the right people to come. Like it is not easy. And 
crazy wild things happen along the way um, on the back end that nobody even sees. And so I think part of that of building my own business and all of those trials that I went through and everything that I've learned, I can now help others that are trying to just starting from the ground up from my own experiences. Absolutely. And I love that. I think that's the most important part of building any business. It's like taking our own experiences and putting it into what we're doing. What tips or tools or whatever do you have for, you know, new women entrepreneurs that are like, I have this idea. It's, you know, either that lightning feeling that you were talking about or that just like little nagging feeling that I, that I need to do this, but I have no idea where to start. What would you tell them? So probably my number one suggestion with anybody in business is find people that have already been there before. And networking is going to be huge, huge. You need people in your circle who are going to cheer you on. You need people who have already been there, who you can reach out for, for support, suggestions, Networking is like my number one. I love networking. It is my jam. It's how I've grown and you can't get anywhere alone. I promise you. So networking, networking is number one. Where can you go where you can learn, where you can connect with new people who are going to help to uplevel your life? Like where are those spots? Are they live events that you can attend? Are they online groups that you can attend? If they're online, Make sure you're getting in front of people, like make sure they know who you are, comment on their posts, ask them questions and start creating that relationship with them online so that when you're in the same room with them somewhere at a live event, they, they want to talk to you. The second you walk in, they're like, who's that girl over there? I need to know who that is because your energy will just exude and people will just want to know who you are. So that's probably my number one tip. Um, yeah. number, number two would probably be to find someone who's going to support you and cheer you on someone who you can call up when you're having imposter syndrome and you don't, you're like, what am I even doing? What am I even thinking? Having someone that you can reach out to, to kind of walk you through that on those hard days, just to have a sounding board. Basically, we just want to be seen and heard. And when we can voice those feelings that we're having inside, we feel so much better. Even if they don't have the solution for us, um, just having that sounding board is huge. Yeah, I agree. Well, and about the networking, I was going to say, that's exactly how you and I met. We just like connected through some mutual friends on, I think it was Instagram initially. And our friendship has just grown since then. And I mean, connecting with you also allowed me to connect with a million other people that I probably wouldn't have either. So that those connections just keep growing um, with each one. And I think it's amazing because, you know, um, we have been there to support each other through all of our changes and everything. You know, I was going through my stuff and I would just get little messages from you like, hey, you doing okay? I'm thinking about you. And, you know, that was just so helpful to me when I was going through that stuff to know, you know, there were people that had my back. And especially when you're growing a new business, there's so much being thrown at you so quickly. It can feel so overwhelming. So having that, you know, person in that sounding board is, is so important. So I agree 100%. Yes, yes. 
So when you're helping these um, new businesses with their stuff, what are some of the things that you really focus on as far as like branding and those types of things? So branding is more than just a really pretty logo that you're going to put on something, right? Branding is the base of your business. And I know a lot of people who start out, they just like, we don't know where to start or we're missing pieces. And so we just kind of throw something together, right? But branding is more about your whole online presence, your aesthetics, your colors, how you speak online, how you like your content that you're writing, um, all of your aesthetics need to be on brand. So that when someone sees your stuff, they know it's you without even seeing your name or your logo on it. Um, and that's really, it's really hard to create that because I think some people just focus on their logo and maybe their colors, but it's the whole encompassing. It's all, all of the things. Yeah, I agree. So you have seen my stuff for a while. What uh, would you say my quote unquote brand is and what tips would you give me? <laughs> I love your stuff. I think it looks so good. Um, when I see your, mainly your podcast logo, probably because I've seen that a lot lately because I've been listening to your podcasts, but um, to me, it looks fun. It looks inviting. Um, it's pink. So obviously I know that you're probably going to be talking about women topics. Um, I think it, I think it's amazing. I think it looks good. Well, and I definitely think uh, your tone of voice and the way that you talk within your, your um, post and those types of things too, is definitely part of that branding. Like you said, it's not just the, you know, picture and everything, but like, there's definitely like, I try and talk in my posts, like, you know, they're my friends because these people have become my friends throughout this process. And that's how I want them to feel when they're reading my stuff is like, I'm having a conversation with you more than I'm just talking at you. If that makes sense. Yes. I love that because then that's what helps you to attract your ideal client, right? Because they, they know you, they like you, they trust you at that point. And so, um, being able to brand yourself in all areas rather than just artwork is so important to do that, to, to attract your ideal client. How do you figure out who your ideal client is if you're starting a new business and maybe aren't quite sure of that yet? Ooh, that's a hard question. Um, I don't know if I've ever found anyone who didn't know their ideal client. Most of my, <laughs> most of my clients, um, you know, already know. And they, I actually have them fill out a questionnaire that gets really specific about them. Like, who are they? What do they do on a normal basis? How old are they? How many kids do they have? What do they enjoy? Um, that really helps them to, to narrow that down. So if you don't know, those are some things that you could really start to think about. Like if, you know, who are you attracted to when you walk in a room? Is it the loud bubbly people? Is it the introverts? Like, who are you attracted to? Um, and what do they like to do? Where do they eat, like right? That. What do they do for entertainment? Like all of those little specific things 
um, will help you to narrow down your ideal client. Yeah, I definitely agree. It, it's funny, um, when I was developing my nonprofit, I had like, you know, this person in mind and she was like my imaginary friend and I knew everything about her because that was who <laughs> I was trying to, you know, have as my ideal client. So it's kind of funny. You can like draw them out and tell me everything about them. And that is how deep you want to go into understanding who you're trying to talk to, because that's the best way to figure out how to attract them to your business. Exactly. Yes. Also, like branding <clears throat> um, gives you like the confidence to really charge what you're your prices and also gives you credibility in a way um, so that you can attract those dream clients that will pay the amount who um, who want to work with you. I think that's a huge topic to hit on is charging what we are worth because we as women especially have trouble doing that. So how do we figure out, you know, quote unquote, what we're worth? So um, starting out, I think this is kind of a hard topic because um, sometimes we just want to make that sell, right? And so as we're talking with a client or someone who is possibly going to work with us, um, sometimes you get that, I don't like that yucky feeling inside, like, oh, maybe maybe I'm charging them too much. And so you'll lowball it. And that what ends up happening is it turns into a bad experience, right? They, they, it ends up taking you way longer than it normally would because they're a difficult client. Um, you wish that you would have charged more because now you've spent 20 hours on the project instead of three. And, um, I think that's just something that you kind of have to work through as you're starting out. And a lot of this has to do with attracting your ideal client, right? Those ideal clients are going to see the value in hiring you for your expertise. And if they've done their work and they, they're calling you, they should already know pretty much whether that they want to work with you, right? Maybe there's a couple of things they need to narrow down with you or find out from you. But if they're calling you, they probably have already checked you out and want to work with you. Um, so being confident in asking for what you're worth, I think sometimes can be tricky, but um, it's okay to get a no because that allows more room for a yes. So even someone is saying no to you because of maybe the price point, then that's probably a good thing because they probably wasn't gonna work out or they weren't your ideal client anyways. So don't get frustrated with the no's because so many no's means that yes is coming next. And people will be willing to pay you what you're worth and you'll, it'll feel good, right? So then you'll be vibrating at a higher energy so that you'll be attracting more clients because that energy is high that you're putting out instead of negative energy when you're working with people who don't see your value. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, it's definitely tied into finding that ideal client because ideal client is going to be willing to pay what you're asking for. 
I feel like a lot of, especially new business owners also kind of worry about quote unquote coming across as too salesy, you know, and that gives them that kind of yucky feeling that you were talking about too. It's like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm like pushing this on people, you know? So what are some tips that you have of kind of getting over that fear of being too salesy? Um, I don't think, um, I think it's the way that you approach it, right? Though yucky salesman, that is yucky. We all know what that feels like. So I know that most people probably won't do that. But um, one thing that I have, like a, I guess a tip that I offer is um, I have certain packages. And so when I'm talking to my clients about those packages and what those packages offer, each package has extra value that's that I don't even mention or I don't even list, right? So that when they buy package A, B, C, or D, right, they they think they're getting one thing. Then when I actually deliver the product to them, I'm over val I'm giving them more value than what they paid for. So um so I know that they're getting more than I'm telling them right up front. I know in the back of my mind, oh, she's going to get all this extra stuff that she doesn't even know she's going to get. So that's so fun. And over, over delivering on value is going to have them keep coming back for more or um, telling their friends about you, you know, if they're looking for someone to work with as well. So I yeah. would I would suggest doing that to anybody who has like these package deals, have these little secrets in there, these extra value that you add that you don't even tell them about. So it's almost like like this bonus and they're so happy and excited. They're like, oh my gosh, you did this too for that price? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I love that. That's such a good tip. I also think it's just like the intention behind what you do, you're doing. If you're giving it to somebody because you see the value in what you're giving them, whether that's a product or a service, then there, there's nothing slimy about the sale that you're, you're putting out there. And so I think that's one of the big things too. And why, if you're starting a business, it should be something that you care about that maybe you needed or you, um, have gone through or, you know, something that you can connect to personally because you see the value in what you're bringing to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. And like, they're hiring you for a reason, right? Because they can't do it themselves. So they don't know how long it's going to take you to put the, put it together for them or, you know, whatever service or product that you're offering. They don't, they don't see all that hard work, those hours that you spend doing that. And so um, just remember that they're hiring you for a reason. They're putting their trust in you and their hard-earned money. And in return, you're giving them something, whether it's a service or a product, that they're getting a return on their investment um, that they can feel good about when they receive that from you. Absolutely. Well, do you have, I mean, I know you've been in in business for yourself and been around some amazing you know women throughout the process for new women who are coming up who are just trying to start their businesses develop confidence in themselves you know 
do everything, as I always like to say. What tips or tricks do you have for them to really build that confidence up to do what they want to do and do it well? Yeah, so our lives are crazy as women. We wear so many different hats, right? Some of us are moms. We have full-time jobs. We're also trying to pursue our dreams and whatever, you know, entrepreneur thing that we're trying to start. Um, and so it's hard, really, really hard to get caught up in all of that. And so my advice would be to make lists. I'm a list maker, like on paper. I love writing notes, writing it on paper. Make a list of all of the things that you're wanting to do with your business, even if it's like 10 years out or something that doesn't really seem like it's achievable, right? Um, make those lists. If there's something that you're needing help with, some sort of subject, then start finding who can help you with those subjects, whether it's podcast material, online workshops, trainings, all of that sort of thing. One thing though, I think that I messed up along the way is I got too caught up in all of the things. Like I wanted to learn about all of these things, sign up for all of these online workshops. I've wasted so much money. The best way to learn is to just jump in with both feet and just start doing it and learning it yourself. So don't get caught up in trying to buy all of the things that you think you're going to need. Because I've wasted so much money, so much money. So make the list, break the list down into tiny segments, little pieces, like bite-sized pieces that you can do so that you feel like you're accomplishing something. Like even during the week, maybe you didn't get anything done for the day because all of those many hats that you're wearing. But if you can, by making a list for me, I can see my progress and I can start to check things off. Even if it's not at the pace that I'm thinking it should be done at, at least I can see, okay, I'm making progress in this area. Um, and then finding those people who can help you in those, with those other bullet items that you may need help with. Yeah. Well, I definitely love that you talk about, you know, trying to do all of the things all at once, because I definitely feel like that's a trap that we all fall into. It's like, <laughs> I must know everything before I jump into this. So I'm going to try and learn everything before I start. And that is a bad idea because mm -hmm. there's always going to be new things that you can learn. And so if you get stuck in that loop, you're never actually going to start anything. <laughs> yeah, you're like continuously getting ready to get ready to get ready, to get ready. And you're never ready because you don't feel like you're ready. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's such a bad loop to get stuck in, but I feel like all of us kind of do that at some point, but also you're not going to know what you don't know until you're yeah. actually in it and doing it. And then you're like, okay, I, I'm actually pretty good at X, Y, and Z, but I could really use some help in A, B, and C. Yeah. And sometimes those type of things might be better for you to like outsource those for, you know, even though it's costing you money, time is money. So if you can outsource some of those things that you're not so good at, and then focus on the other areas that you are, you're going to get a lot more done than if you just try to accomplish all of the things. It's like starting something and never finishing it, right? And then it's it's over here waiting to be finished and you, you're already starting on 
the next three things. And then you have all of these little things that aren't even finished yet. You've started on them, but they're not done. Yeah. And that gets overwhelming so fast. So, I mean, I definitely do love your idea of just like, you know, that small broken down checklist because every check it's like your confidence goes up just just a little bit with each check that you get to put on there yes yes and we're all about just like building the confidence in yourself because as you build the confidence in yourself as a business owner your business is going to thrive too yeah exactly yeah and it's kind of like faking it till you make it kind of a little bit, um, you know, but because you learn from those mistakes and then you can just do them better next time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there's going to be plenty of mistakes that we make along the way and those twists and turns and transitions that we were talking about at the beginning. And you have to have enough confidence in yourself and i think you're a great example of this having that confidence in yourself and knowing yourself well enough to know a that you can get through the hard things and b that you can transition to new things when you're ready to too yeah exactly and then when those hard days come you know and you and once you finally get over that hump of that hard trial or obstacle or whatever it is you're going to look back and just be so grateful that, okay, that was a learning experience for me and I'm stronger and I'm better for that. I'm not going to do that again or whatever, whatever the circumstance may be. You know, there's been some things where I'm like, okay, I, I learned from that. I'm never going to do that again. And so it just makes you a better business owner and it helps you to make better decisions in the future. Um, you know, and it's like this stepping ladder. You just keep getting better, better up the ladder and there's never an ending point in sight ever. It's like when you think, oh, when I finally do this, I've reached, I've arrived. But when you get there, if you're not enjoying the process along the way, then what was the point? Because once you get there, you're just gonna be looking for the next gold shiny thing. And it's not, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't even matter that you arrived. So just enjoy the process along the way because it, it that's what it is, is a process and you're never going to get that time back. And you're always going to be searching for the next thing. Yeah. And I do feel like that's something that we get stuck in is like, I'll be happy when I do this. And then that comes and you're already looking towards the next thing instead of enjoying that moment that you're in. like oh my gosh, I got my first sale and that was amazing. But now I need to make five sales. And it's like, okay, yes. But also, can we just enjoy this moment for, for just a second? Yeah. Because if you're Celebrate always- your like, wins. Yes, very much so. Even the little yeah. ones. Yeah, all of them. Celebrate them. Call someone up, tell them. Post it online. Like, it's not being um, boastful at all. Just because it's kind of like what I was talking about before, that that type of energy starts to attract more of what you're looking for, right? So if you're like, oh my gosh, I just made my biggest month ever in sales. Like I just did, I just killed it this month, right? Some people would be like, oh, she's bragging, right? But um, we need to those celebrate the those wins. we want in our circle. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But it that that kind of energy will just attract more and more. And then the next month, or maybe even three months down the road, you're gonna like double that. And it's yeah, it's gonna be amazing. The energy that we put out there is the energy we get back. So if yes. we are happy and we're you know confident in ourselves guess what? We're going to find other confident, happy people too. And we'll get rid of the ones that aren't those people. And that's okay too. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. I Set boundaries for yourself, celebrate the wins and like mainly like trust your intuition. Like, you know, exactly, you know, so just trust that don't question it. Yeah. I love it. That it's that confidence that we have to have in ourselves. So, well, awesome. Thank you so much, Melinda. Do you want to tell us where we can find you, all of the things that you have going on? If we want to hire you for branding stuff, how do we do that? All of the things. Yeah. So you can follow me at my new business is just my name, melindajepson.com. And um, that's where I help with branding, content creation for social media website design. And I freaking love it. It's so fun to be just a small part of women's businesses. Like it's, it is such an honor for me to be a part of that. Um, and then you can follow me at B U B E Y O U women's retreats.com. And there we have, um, events. We may do one again in the future. I just don't know when that's going to be yet. Um, but follow us because we are going to be sharing all of the amazing people who are in our group, who are doing amazing things for women, who are empowering them, who are hosting events um, or online events. We're going to be sharing that there. And it's just a place for you to come to have a community of women who you can reach out to. If you're having a bad day, we empower you. Um, so yeah, I would love for you to follow us along and, um, so that we can watch your journey. Yes. And it is an amazing community. Uh, the women that I've met there have become very good friends. So we love it. And it's so awesome that you have created such a special place for all of those women. So we appreciate you for doing it. Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's, it's such a joy. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. If you love this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. We'll see you next time.